Hello, and welcome to our podcast. We are New Horizons Christian Fellowship from Starkville, Mississippi. We are about kingdom family, reaching up to the Father, reaching in to each other, and reaching out to the world. We hope you will be strengthened and encouraged by the message. Turn to John 15, chapter, John 15, chapter 15, verse 1, sorry, through 11. And uh, I was going to read it here. It says, that I am the true vine, and my Father is the, vine, is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, uh, that, it may, that, it may, it, that it may bear more fruit. Uh, you are already clean because of the word I, which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. Uh, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, uh, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. Uh, and they gather them and throw them into, a, into the fire, and they are burned. If, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you will ask uh, what you desire, and it shall be done for you. But by this, my, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be, will be my disciples. As the Father loves me, loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in me and my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be made full. Uh, so, earlier this week, I really didn't know exactly where I was going to go with this, uh, or have for you this morning. Uh, but, in the midweek or so, I got some news that was... Not exactly what I wanted to hear, not what I th- how I thought things were going to go. Uh, so I was kind of a little bit disappointed. But uh, after praying through that, talked to Sierra a little bit about it, I was out of town all last week. Um, you know, this this kind of this I just was kind of drawn to this passage in John, to, and abiding in me, abiding in Him. That you know, no matter you know, no, no matter what we go through in life, no matter what hurdles come to us. You know, we know that God, as we just saying, has never left us. He's always there with us. He is. He is always here. He is. He's still on His throne. Nothing's changed there. You know. So whatever whatever's going on in our lives, we need to abide. We need to remain in Him. Um, and so, you know, this this word this morning is not a complicated word. It's a simple word. Uh, but we live in a. You know, to me, we kind of live in a world today that's full of fear. You know, everybody is concerned about you know, where the country is maybe going politically or environmentally. Where so many people worry about that so much. We live in this fear. We don't know what's going on, what's going to happen next, where things are going to go. Uh, but for us, you know, that needs to be different. That's different for us. You know, we don't live in that. We live in this world, but we're not a part of it, right? We are, we are, we are God's children. You know, we have this eternal hope of knowing that one day all this is just going to go away and we're going to be with Him. 
So we need, that's where I hope our joy needs to be, is in Him, not in what's going on around us in the world. Uh, so abiding, you know, what, is, what does that mean? What does that mean to us? You know, abiding in, in a dictionary version of it is, you know, to accept or act in accordance with a decision or, you know, stand by or continue or remaining in something. Uh, Jesus tells us in John chapter 4 and verse 4 to remain in Him. And others say abide, but when we invite the Holy Spirit in, into our lives, of Christ into our lives, to come into, into us, to live with us, He takes up residence with us in our souls and abides in us. You know, we're at that point where we're saved. You know, we, we are baptized, we're born again, we become a part of that royal family, uh, heirs to Christ, and we spend eternity with Him in heaven. Uh, this is that work of grace that we talk about, salvation, you know, the, the good news that we talk about. Um, and his, his abiding in us is not always the same as, as us abiding in Him. You know, God, God loves us. He's always going to be with us. And that never changes. But uh, when we, we can be saved, we can be saved from Him in this world, but we can live ineffectively uh, for the kingdom. You know, the formula there is bearing fruit, what we talk about, you know, bearing, walking in freedom, spiritual effectiveness in this world, you know, to, to abide, you know, in Christ we are to be doers, uh, to abide in Him, seek Him daily, to live according to His Word, you know, being doers of the Word and not merely hearers of the Word. You know, we hear that in James, you know, to be doers of the Word, not merely hearers, and that's, that's the first part of what Tim said last week about a man looking at himself in the mirror and then walking away. You know, we have to be doers of the word and not merely hearers of it. You know, he is the true vine, and we are the branches, and we are to receive that daily nourishment from him in order to grow spiritually. You know, he remaining in him, abiding in him is crucial, you know, for our walk with him. And at, when I when I read this passage, I as a you know, my background in college is in forestry, so <clears throat> I think about forestry stuff, gardening things, you know. And I'm not a I'm not a master gardener or anything like that, but I enjoy watch, I enjoy planting things, watching things grow. Uh, and with trees, um, I know you guys probably don't think about it like, as like I do, and as much as I do. But uh, with this, you know, if 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 I would have taken the time, I could have gotten a picture of a cross section of a tree. That would have been good, but. Uh, if you just kind of imagine that in your mind, the cross-section of a tree, and that's, you, know, all the, you see all the growth rings and all. And if you can see that, you know, in the middle of it, you know, the, there's the darker spot, which is a heartwood, right? That's kind of after years of growth that develops in a tree, and that's mainly, therefore, just stability, right? When they grow taller, they need stability. So they have that develop that heartwood. It's just harder. You know, it keeps them standing up straight. And now off of that, you know, all the... All the growth rings, and so, you know, there's the lighter and the dark, and it's all one year. And so the, the lighter woods developed in the spring, the darker is developed in the summertime, uh, and it kind of goes on from there. And, and really, with looking at a tree, when you, when you cut one down, if you look at it, you can, you can, call it, you can or, you know, of course, count the tree's life, but you can see, you know, where uh, in time, you know, the tree may have been stretched out, had kind of leaner growing years. The greens are going to be tighter, and those usually have, have a whole lot of water. And then the years where there's a lot of good growing conditions, the trees, <clears throat> rings are going to be really, really wide. So you can kind of see that in the tree's, tree's life. But from there, you know, you see the bark. And then in between the, the bark and the last layer uh, on the tree, there's this layer. It's called the cambium layer. And that's really the most important part of the, 
the life of the tree is how the majority of water and nutrients, things like that, grow go up and down the tree. And so, if uh, if you if you take that, if you take like a hatchet or whatever, and you were to destroy or take away that cambium layer in a complete circle around the tree, that tree is going to die. Because it'll take a little while, but it's going to die <clears throat> because you've taken away the majority of the the ability for that tree to feed itself to take care of itself you're taking that away so the tree's gonna tree's gonna die and so it's kind of just like us you know if we uh if we take away if, if we remove ourselves from the presence of god if we stop seeking god and that is our our we move away we walk away from that life in christ that we have you know we die spiritually uh, and also with with that, you know, if if there's if there's a time in a tree's life where it is where it's damaged in any way by something in nature, you know, lightning strike, or or if it's like going through a time of drought and that trees get stressed, you know, trees uh, they're they're living things, so they they respond to stress, you know, and you know they have a response to that to to being stressed when they're when they they release pheromone into the air from the tree. Anyways, we have these things that are in this, this part of the country called pine, southern pine beetles, right? There's different kinds of pine, pine beetles, but the southern one is the most prominent around here. And anyways, they sense that coming out of that tree, and they go to those trees, and they attack those trees specific, specifically. Uh, and when they do that, you know, what they do is they go into, they bore into the bark, and they get into the cambium layer, and they tunnel around in there. They don't go into the wood. They just go into the cambium layer, and they eat that. If enough beetles get into that tree, eventually they girdle that cambium layer and that tree dies that's why the tree dies um there are things that happen as well you know there's usually if you see a tree wood you know with uh, with blue stains in it that comes from those beetles uh but but anyways if enough beetles get into that tree they they kill that tree and if we you know in our lives if we let the hard times that come on to us, if we let that stress us, if we let that damage our relationship with God, you know, we eventually succumb to that, all right? And usually, with, you know, if we let those stresses come on, usually the small stuff, usually the small stuff that we sweat, we let more and more, usually more and more of that comes on to us, and we succumb to that. So we need, we need daily to have what we need from the Lord, right? Uh, also with that, one more thing. Uh, if, you know, with trees, if they're in good, the good growing conditions, you know, they're in the right spot, they're growing well, there's plenty of, plenty of sunlight, plenty of rain, you know, they're growing well. If a, if a beetle, one of those pine beetles, comes to that tree, if they go to that one and try to attack it, right? The, like I said before, the trees are living things, so the tree can sense that when it's happening, and when the beetle goes into that cambium layer, it'll, the tree will send a big flow rush of sap, and it'll push that, push that beetle out. And so if you're ever walking through the woods, you know, and you see on a pine tree, you know, it's a blob of, of sap sitting there. It's usually a pine beetle is in there from the, the tree being able to push it out. So if we, if we are always seeking, if we are always abiding, getting what we need from the Lord, we have the strength within us to overcome the things that come on, that come on to us in our lives. Those things, those, whatever lies from the Satan that we hear, we are over to overcome that. You know, because in in the end, all in the end, all that all that matters to us is Jesus. All, it's all that matters. Um, <clears throat> in first five here, it says that Jesus tells Jesus tells us to abide in Him that we will produce much fruit. You know, 
uh, and what does that mean? What is what is fruit? We have, all, you know, we always hear the expression, you know, your fruits of our labor. You know, it's context that fruit is the effect or consequence of, of an action or operation. The Bible, God tell, talks about trees producing good fruit, uh, and fruits are, are a result of the work we put into the, or decision that we make. What we've made uh, in Galatians. Galatians five twenty two. Oh, well. Go there again. Yeah, it says, but the fruit of the spirit is is love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Against such things, you know, there is no there is no law. Uh, the, you know, tells the Bible tells us that these fruits are the Holy Spirit. You know, the evidence of of God working in our lives. The fruits of the spirit. You know, we just said are love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Gentleness, self-control. Uh, these attributes, these attributes, you know, to, to me are, are supernatural. You know, we don't, human nature, we don't just naturally possess these qualities, you know. And uh, you know, and I don't think that we do. You know, when it comes to being a parent, there's a lot of there's a lot of love and there's a lot of joy that comes with being a mom and a dad. But you know, sometimes there's finding peace and finding patience. It's kind of hard to do sometimes. <laughs> So we kind of have to work at that, work at having peace, work at finding peace, and work at having patience sometimes. Uh, so, but as we follow Jesus, you know, those things will begin to show up in our lives. You know, we'll, we have more patience. You know, we, we learn to really kind of check ourselves when it comes to that. Uh, showing kindness to others, good gentleness and self-control in our lives, and we find those. And as we mature in these areas, you know, that's usually a good indicator of our, of our growing spiritually, growing our faith. Um, we can also they can also kind of serve as warning signs in our lives when we are not showing those, and we need to repent and go back. Uh, we need we need His help. We need help with producing that good fruit. You know, Jesus tells us, you know, His disciples will be known by their fruit. You know, and do uh, do others in our lives see that out of us? So, kind of one more gardening forestry type thing here you know if we I don't have any of you like to garden uh, like I said I'm not the best at it but I enjoy it <clears throat> and if you grow if you like growing tomato plants those are probably about the almost the, to me the easiest thing to grow is a tomato plant uh, and if you if you when you plant them and they start growing oh man sorry they Usually, you know what what they'll do is they'll almost immediately have buds, that, you know, little flowers that come out, and that's where your tomato is going to be. But usually, with tomato plants, what you'll see after you after a couple of days of after you planted them, the branches that are already on the plant that you planted, uh, a little out of in between the stalk and that branch, there's gonna there's a, also another small branch that starts coming out of there. Um, and what those are called, well, it's just a part of the plant, but if we, what I like to call them is suckers. And so what they do, those suckers, what they, what they do is they take away, you know, the nutrients and water that the plant is already using to produce the tomatoes that it will produce. It's, it's taking that away from those. So in the early stages of those, of those tomato plants, you want to pluck those things. I always take them off, you know, because the plant is going to grow it's going to grow faster. It's going to grow bigger, and to the tomatoes that it grows are going to be bigger because of that. Because it has more uh, more nutrients to put into the ones that it already has. 
So you prune those things off and generally end up with a, with a better tomato plant, a better tomato. Uh, because if you don't do that, if you just let them grow, uh, those branches are going to keep growing. Those also, they're also going to produce tomatoes, produce buds and all that stuff. And what's going to happen is your tomato plant is going to be so big, so full of tomatoes that it's going to break off, it's going to break apart, fall over, and you'll end up with you know, very few tomatoes. <clears throat> or a lot of a lot of really small ones that probably don't taste very good because there's no no um, no meat to them. The, the the plant didn't have enough in it to produce uh, tomatoes like it's supposed to. So it's kind of you know metaphorical for for our lives, our Christians' life. That we as believers we can we can waste a lot of energy, a lot of resources on the wrong things, and never reach a full reach our full potential. You know. We can meditate on the wrong thoughts. We can beat ourselves up over past sins, you know, constantly compare ourselves to others. That's something that, that I think we do a lot of. Um, <clears throat> so the, in the undisciplined Christian's life, or, you know, what we, our fruit that we produce can be sour. It cannot be good tasting because we never reach the full maturity. We never let, them, let it reach full maturity in our lives. Uh, the plants they could be, you know, used as resources to. to oh, if we produce, if we prune those branches like we're supposed to, you know, the fruit that is produced, it, it can it can be used the right way. The plant produces the uh, the amount of t- tomatoes that it should produce. You know, they would be the tomatoes will be right. They'll be good for eating, enjoyable, and you know, they would become what God intended us intended them for them to become. In our lives, you know, God prunes us to, for us to grow. It helps us to reach that full potential in our lives when, we're, when we have prunings in our lives. Uh, that process involves you know, renewing our minds, focusing on Christ, training ourselves to seek Him daily you know, through prayer and reading His Word. He wants that fruit that we have in our lives to, to reach that maturity, you know, for our fruit to, to be ripe, to be real pruned, to be, high, to be effective for His purposes that He has for us. You know, he wants our lives to look well pruned. Um, in John 15, you know, we, as we've seen here, we get a visual of Jesus being that vine. You know, God being the, the gardener, the fruit produced by the vine as a result of inward working of the Holy Spirit. And as, as believers, uh, it's a picture of that role at play. You know, the gardener, God, the Father plants believers, you know, all over the world. Uh, he has, you know, he has planted us deliberately, you know, where we are. <clears throat> he plants our branches uh, to reach people for him, and that's, you know, not just referring to people, you know, in ministry, but all believers. And every field, occupation, city around the world, you know, we're, we're connected to Jesus. We'll carry the influence of Christ to our workplace. Um, the work of the Holy Spirit helps us uh, accomplish that purpose in our lives. You know, no matter where God plant, pla- places us, you know we're not here. But we're not here by accident. You know wherever you are, uh, you have a calling on your life, and your life is meant to make an eternal difference. You know, we need to be in our uh, in our communities, in our workplaces. We need to be looking for those appointments with others to bless others. Uh, you know, our jobs as believers is to stay connected to the vine, to trust God. You know, as he help, leads and prompts us to bring his love to others, right? Um, in John fifteen six, it says, you know, if we never, 
if we never choose to, to plug in to the vine, to accept Jesus as our Savior, you know, God tells us that, like the branches, you know, we're dead. Uh, thrown into a fire, burned up, you know, thinking about building a fire, you know, you, we walk around the woods and we try to collect the dry branches. Those are going to be the best for, for building a fire. They easily burn up, they keep fire going. Uh, this is kind of the same analogy you know, as Jesus when they were referring to people who never experienced life in Christ. You know, we're spiritually dead, having, we don't have a connection to the source of life. Uh, just like those dead, brittle branches, you know, they have no potential for growth. Uh, you know, we must we must be connected to Jesus by inviting a spirit into our lives, you know, saving us from our sins and experiencing that new life in Christ. Uh, and the analogy here, you know, dead branches can also be applied for areas in our lives that aren't producing good fruit. You know, once we're once we're connected and have life in Him, you know, He prunes those areas in our lives that are unproductive and weigh us down in our spiritual walk. And Jesus is always always pruning us, always pruning those branches in our lives and taking in that are sinful and unfruitful. You know, and when he's doing that, he has our, our freedom is in mind there. Our freedom from sin is, is in mind when he's doing all that for us. Uh, and so just kind of wrapping, wrapping this up here, but when we, am I thinking of, of, of patience and the fruits of the Spirit and uh, and and at home with 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 kids and all what we what what God wants us to do or what we want in parenting most most parents want is for our children to come to us you know when we, when they are in pain and, and sad when they're happy and joyful you know we want we want our kids to come to us you know we want that. Uh, and so that's kind of what I feel God saying over us this morning, you know, is come to me. Come to me. Uh, you know, this, as, as I always do, get nervous or whatever, we're just standing in front of people, but uh, this, as this morning when I was sitting in there, Johnny's office, Park came in there to talk to me. He said, yeah, I found you, Dad. <clears throat> and as he started talking about just whatever things he talks about, you know, he, th- he talked about the eagle on top of Johnny's shelf up there. All the, this nervousness just went away for that this period of time there. So God wants that from us. You know, he wants us to come to him. So, you know, what? So this morning, come. Come to the Lord. Uh, come to him. What is God saying to you about what you need, what needs to be pruned off of your life this morning? What needs to be taken away? Wow. Thank you. Woo. Thank you, brother. Uh, ben, Ben is a, he's a law enforcement officer with the uh, Army Corps of Engineers. As a, works as a park ranger, and uh, so you, man, you gave some life stories there. I was taking that in, y'all. Were you taking that in? I think I told Ben before he got up here that I really felt like God was going to do some deep ministry in us today. And even during the worship time, I sensed that there, that it's not just one, it's not just two, that almost everybody in here right now is going through something that's challenging you like you've never been challenged before. And um, boy, <laughs> you started talking about the beetle. You know, I'm sorry, I, 
I Googled that. I looked it up to try to understand that. Jerome, you're sitting back in the back. You didn't look at your text message, but I, I sent you a message. Y'all, I don't know if you know it, but we got a world-renowned entomologist back there on the back, back, uh, back row back there with Rosella. But uh, I looked it up, and uh, man, the, the pheromone that comes off from that tree, the Tory pine is what I looked at, draws that, that beetle in. What are we giving off in our stressed times? Are we giving off a fear, a sense of fear, a sense of desperation, not to the Lord, but to our environment that attracts that, that, that beetle? Y'all, I, 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 I've come to the place where I believe, I, I think maybe uh, Paul said, I have, that, uh, I have a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan sent to harass me. Do you know a messenger has a message? What, what is that? Could it be that Paul had, an, had a demon assigned to him that had a message? And it, could it be that each of us do? I've got a new term for that demon. You old insect. Right? Bills above the Lord of the Flies. Jerome, do you have anything to add to that? No, he's going, Johnny, don't you do that to me. <laughs> An insect. Say, get away, insect, in the name of Jesus. That's the reason it's so important for us to have the joy of the Lord. It's of the Lord. And in that passage, he says, uh, his joy would remain in us, abide in us, and, and it will be the fullness of joy. And, and, and that little limb on the tomato plant, that little sucker, just break that thing off, you know? Whatever it is that's not preparing us for what God wants to do through us and in us. He's wanting, in our stressful, challenging times, he's wanting us to really abide in him. Tell those suckers, tell those insects, get away in the name of Jesus. Right? Your situation may not change. There may be drought and fire around you. But if you remain in him, that cambion layer is still intact. Right? And I saw the branches on the vine. We think, be connected to Jesus. What if you're one of those branches that says, I don't like that other little branch? You may just be separating yourself from the vine, right? So I think God is wanting us to respond right now. Some of you are so heavy that you can barely hold your head up. This word is for us today, right? Would you say yes to Jesus? Jake, bring the worship team on up. Ben, dude, I heard the still, small, soft voice of the Lord through you today thank you for bringing that word so well you, you are a, a, a dear brother uh, a, a, an elder in this fellowship and we are so thankful for you God bless you thank you for your time in the word amen go yeah go ahead praise the Lord
Thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify or iTunes. If you would like to learn more about New Horizons Christian Fellowship, and if you enjoyed the music, then please visit the links in the description to learn more. Thank you for listening, and remember, the service begins now. Now.